You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcast.com. Welcome back to the Watching Friends podcast. Uh, we're all the way on to episode 13, the one with the boobies. As always, I'm Ryan, and I've got a nipply area. And I'm Mark, and uh, I was going to talk about your n- nippular area. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this one episode's called The One with the Boobies, and that could just refer to my body shape at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I think, think for all of us, right? Yeah, like, lockdown wasn't kind to our bodies. To be... <laughs> no, everyone else was out there exercising and uh, be, being good with their time off work. And, While we were uh, watching Friends. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much <laughs> The right. sacrifice we made for you guys. I hope you appreciate it. Yep. <laughs> so this episode opens, and uh, Chandler is looting breakfast from the girl's apartment, um, which is, you know, a common thing we see a lot, all the time. Well, he is a snacker, <laughs> He's a snacker. <laughs> we've talked about before. Um, yeah, I mean, essentially, as you can like a nice little farcical start, uh, he's kind of bending down into the fridge as Rachel walks into the bathroom and this kind of stuff's going on. Um, but Rachel walks out of the bathroom, Removes her towel. Chandler looks up. Well, before we get into the clip, I was going to talk about this. So she comes out of a towel around her waist, and then she's got a towel to dry her hair. Yep. It's a little bit weird to just wander out the apartment. I assume like she's thinking no one said, but she's sharing an apartment with yeah. someone else. But she shared an apartment with other women. So. With with a front door they know is never locked. Yeah. Okay. There is that part. <laughs> yeah. Granted. Uh, <laughs> and so. Today. I mean, I often come out of the shower basically in the same outfit Rachel has. I like, there's one around my waist covering the unmentionables and then a towel to dry my hair. Um, so yeah, I can't, I can't. If, if I lived with guys, I, that would be fine. If I lived with, you know, women. Well, well, as a guy, it's, it's easier for you to, to be shirtless, right? So I guess. Um, but no, the whole two towel setup I'm familiar with. But uh, yeah, so Chandler does notice a, a nipular area. <laughs> That's a relatively open weave, and I can still see your nipular area. Oh. Yep, it's I mean, great. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I've been in this situation. Well, have I been? This, not, not exactly. I've been in similar situations. I yeah, suppose, but, you must have been right. Um. Uh, well, an, an ex once lived in student accommodation, and the lock on their bathroom door did not work. Um. So. There was never any kind of system put in place, so occasionally you would just open the door to go to the bathroom, and then there would be <laughs> someone in the shower. Um, and it was like, oh, good lord! It was very awkward and uncomfortable. Um, I can like, imagine. Yeah, to the point where I, after like the first time happened, I would just repeatedly like bang the door like a copper <laughs> before I walked in because <laughs> no one wants that embarrassing circumstance to happen. Well, I I was thinking, you know, like there's there's a lot of clothing out there which can be a bit see through at times, especially at the beach. Uh, there's been many times when you know you see someone wearing like a white bathing suit and you're like never wear white to to the beach I mean I have got a pair of swimming shorts that are the England flag <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the red part of the cross covers all the important covers, bits yeah <laughs> yeah I mean to be fair it's, it's kind of funny like I guess on a meta point for uh this to be about the nipply area whereas one thing that friends is always kind of ribbed for is nipples I, I, I was going to say this actually like is this the start of Nipples being shown constantly? I mean, 
it's it's odd. It's just I've been like I know people that don't watch the show and all they know about it is Jennifer Aniston nipples. Yeah. And Janice. Weirdly, everyone seems to know Janice. She seems to be ubiquitous when it comes to friends. Yeah. But but I have to wonder, like, was it always on purpose or did they just not know? Like, they got to have known, right? Someone's got to have gone, hey, Jen, you know. Like, yeah, like, like they, they, they did it an episode later with uh, Monica singing, and they're like, hey, under those lights, you can see through your top, Monica. Like, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing, because it's not... It's just odd, because it's not something you see every day, but then at the same time, it's not particularly titillating, for lack of a better phrase either. It's just, <laughs> okay, nipples. Like, it, it's odd, because it was never... Demi seemed to have done an overtly sexual thing in the show, but it's just... Okay. No, it was just the clothing, right? It's like there's Rachel's nipples, and yeah. like, they were just there. Which is weird for American TV because they got very upset when uh, Janet Jackson uh, sh- showed her nipples accidentally uh, to a few, 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 few million that was people, right? Sully in the good name of sports. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we couldn't have that. <laughs> but yeah, so after this nice little debacle with uh, the nipply area, um, we're in the coffee shop and uh, we meet a guy whose name we don't know yet. No, but we find out it's it's Roger. We do find out it's Roger. In my mind, he's just called Plot Device. Plot Device. Because I can't stand him. And he's just there for a while. Like well, we, we don't Considering how long he's in this episode before we find out his name, it's a very, very long time. Well, let, let's, let's talk about Roger, right? So he's played by uh, Fisher Stevens, who... Awful name. Who you might... Rec- you, you probably go, I know him, but I don't know where from. So mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you where from. You know him from Short Circuit, where he played an... Indian guy, and this is what he is known for. Everyone thinks Fisher Stevens is Indian because he plays this part pretty well, right? I mean, as a in, kid, in, a, in, a, in a, I guess pretty well is a weird way of putting it, right? But he he comes across as like you would just believe it. As a kid, did I notice? No, no, you just thought Indian guy. Yep, uh, he is very white. He is very very <laughs> white. <laughs> I mean, it's fair. There's a couple of instances like, that, like the woman who plays Vasquez in Aliens. Um, it's like a Latina character. Yeah. Um, she, uh, I guess, not what you'd call it, round up for that role. And she was just a white woman. And that I had no idea about until you find out many years later. Yeah. And, you know, it's even uh, Johnny, yeah, uh, Downey Jr. He, you know, he did blackface, didn't he, for um, a film in 2008? Yeah, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Which I mean, was, it was meant to be played as a joke. Yeah, that was the joke. And I think that's why he, for some, for the most part, got away with it. Yeah. Because it was clearly part of the joke, um, whereas the previous two instances are just we cast a white person and just thought, "No, nah, we'll do this." I guess it was part of the time, right? That you could, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say get away with it, but it was just that was the norm. You would hire someone, you you dress them up because they're acting. You know, they can be be whoever they want, right? Yeah, and that, that's how it was seen at the time. It's not something you do nowadays, and I guess then they thought they get away. But it's not as bad as you know, breakfast at Tiffany's with the landlord. Like you know, that's no, just no, no, no. <laughs> that's next level offensive. Uh, but you, you also well, so you know him from Short Circuit, two classic films. I would recommend very eighties, mm-hmm. uh, very very fun. Uh, you might also know him from the classic film Hackers, which is a personal favourite of mine. I've never seen it. It is very ninety four uh, about hacking. Uh, as long as you go in expecting cheesiness and a, you know, 90s rock, uh, not rock, like a kind of club soundtrack, uh, you're going to be in for a good time. Is it basically just Swordfish, but like 10 years earlier? Pretty much, yes. Yeah, um, you know, you you got some like pretty classic actors in there, but yeah, go, go in there expecting, you know, it to be taking a laugh at itself rather yeah. than something serious. Uh, he was also in Super Mario Bros. the movie as well. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, you know he he's he's generally in lots of like bit parts. So he's in Frasier playing another psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, 
and you you generally see him for like an episode or two, really. So he's he's kind of a weird actor, and like people know who he is, but you couldn't be like, yes, he's this super weird famous actor does in he, everything. Does he do a lot of theatre work? He's one of these actors that does tons of theatre work and then occasionally pops up on telly, or does he just have a? I, I'm job not sure. I'm not sure. I think he just yeah. does lots of little bit parts, really, and then he's had a couple of films he's been in. I suppose um, with the size of America, if you want like network television, you could have made hundreds of episodes of TV and. Most people outside that state area probably wouldn't know. No, exactly. But there is an interesting thing to to bring up now, which has only happened in the past week or so as as of our recording. And Jennifer Aniston mentioned in an interview recently that there was one uh, guest star that came on that everyone hated. He said they were terrible, they were rude, no one got on with them, absolutely horrible. And everyone's trying to figure out who this was. Now, about 10 years ago or so, uh, Fisher Stevens was interviewed about Friends for some reason. And he's like, yeah, you know, at the time, I don't think I was well-liked. I was a bit of an idiot at the time. I would, you know, be reading these these jokes out and, like, saying to the writers, like, why am I reading this joke out? Your previous one was much funnier than whatever this is. I was very up myself. Uh, and, like, to paraphrase, like, he was just basically an idiot and, and kind of thought he was a bit too too good for this show, I guess. And he realises that. He goes, you know, I, I shouldn't have been like that at the time. Yeah, I mean, I suppose if you're if you're looking at it from his standpoint, not that you should be ever be arrogant, but he's him, and you know, known for these movies, and then Friends is still Friends. Well, yeah, in in '94, you know, he had done the short circuit films, he was doing Hackers and, and other other films and things, and yeah, he's then gone on to a TV show that no one knows about. It's only a few episodes in. He doesn't know any of these actors at all. No. So yeah, he he might come across as you know, I'm better than you. And my, my initial guess for that guest stop would have been. Um, what's his name now? Bruce Willis. Yeah, potentially. He yeah. was one of, yeah, he yeah. Would be more like front runner for who was the the douche. Potentially, um, yeah. Cause... I mean, I mean, they're, they're people trying to figure out. Like, so, so Jennifer Aniston never mentioned who it was, and this is just the fans going. Well, she said this. This other actor has admitted being that kind of person. Let's put the two, to, yeah, two together. Yeah, it well together as um, a theory. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of actors. People have gone. It's it's probably this one. It's like, no, probably not. Like. People like that actor, or they hang out with him, or he's known to be nice, or whatever. Um, so yeah, who who knows? I guess it would make sense if he, as a person's annoying, seeing as how much his character annoys me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it would make a lot of sense. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a it's a bit interesting and weird, but we'll talk about him a bit more as we go on, I guess. Yeah, he's he's kind of a big feature in the episode, to to be fair. Yep, but just still. So yeah, after we've had the whole boob debacle and we've gone to the credits, we're in the coffee shop. Um, Phoebe's chatting to Roger, but we don't know his name's Roger yet, and we don't find out for a long time that his name's Roger. And I find it really frustrating as a viewer, to be fair. I was like, who is this person? <laughs> We've not seen I was like, have I missed an episode? Because like, he's he's quite a big character. Even though he doesn't say anything, you're like, he stands out. Yeah. He, he doesn't kind of fade into the background at all. You're just like, there's there's a bloke there who's very obviously there. What What's he doing? Like, I know from an in-universe standpoint, Phoebe's meant to have been dating him for a couple of weeks at least, so the gang know who he is, so mm. it may be odd to expressly use his name. But as like a, I guess from a writing standpoint or an audience standpoint, we're meeting a new character, and I'm sat there going, "Who is this guy? What's his name? Why haven't they?" Like, surely someone okay, who Roger? Do you want a coffee? Like, just give me something yeah. to know who I'm looking at. So I felt <laughs> it really, really disjointed and like poorly done that they just hadn't mentioned his name for the amount of time it takes. Yeah. Um. Just a weird. Friends doesn't often frustrate me from a writing standpoint. It's normally very well, <laughs> very well done and put together. But this, this one thing just really bugged me. Um. But anyway, so they're all chatting away. Um. Roger has an annoying laugh. Yep. It's not Janice annoying, but then Janice is also endearing, so he's not laugh, just annoying. Um, Chandler makes a, a funny joke, um, and then Roger comments that he wouldn't want to be there 
when the laughter stops. Yeah. And we start, kind of the first time we see Roger kind of pick up his annoying habit, I guess. Um, Chandler then asks him for an explanation, and Roger explains that it appears Chandler has intimacy issues, and he uses his humour to keep people at a distance. Which, while annoying and inappropriate, is kind of accurate. To yeah, be yeah, yeah it, it, it is. It is. <laughs> He's definitely on point. Um, um, it's, it's especially, you know, Rachel is there, and she she's still upset that you know, Chandler saw her boobies, as she put it. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, let's hear that one. Okay, you guys want anything else? Oh, yes. Could I have one of those? No, I'm sorry. We're all out of those. Anybody else? Okay. Did I, uh, did I miss something? <laughs> oh, she's still upset because I saw her boobies. <laughs> well, what? what? What were you doing seeing her boobies? It was an accident. It's not like I was across the street with a telescope and a box of donuts. <laughs> okay, okay. Can we change the subject, please? Yeah, because, hello, these are not her boobies. These are her breasts. <laughs> Okay, Thebes, I was hoping for more of a change. You know, I don't know why you're so embarrassed. They were very nice boobies. <laughs> nice? They were nice. I mean, that, that, that's it? I mean, mittens are nice. Okay, rock. Hard place, me. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Wow. I wouldn't want to be there when, when the laughter stops. So I, I really love how, like, kind of childish Chandler is. Mm-hmm. You know, bo- boobies is a fun word to, <laughs> to say and use, right? It's, it's, it's not a very adult word. But it's funny how Rachel is upset at, at him using it, and then, like, she, she changes what she's upset about. Yeah, well, it kind of reminded me of when Joey was upset that Ross wouldn't kiss his mum. Yeah. Where, like, there's the thing you're annoyed about, and then there's like, well, hang on a minute, let's, you know, you don't want to be insulted as well as peaked on, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Roger's right. Joey is fun. Joey. Chandler is funny. Um, and then, we yeah, Joey joins us, and we get introduced to the subplot of this episode. We do, yes. Uh, we get to meet Joey's dad. Which is nice. I always like meeting the family members, especially when it's not just the Gellers again. I, I forgot he, you know, he has a dad because you, you never see him after this. No. And he, he only ever really talks about his mum and his sisters. Kind of forget, you know, his dad actually is a, is a big part of this. Hey, how long are you in the city? Just for a couple of days. I got a job midtown. I figure I'm better off staying with the kid than hauling my ass back and forth on a ferry. <laughs> I don't know this one. Oh, this is my friend, Roger. Hey, hey, good to meet you, Roger. You too, sir. What happened to the uh, puppet guy? (laughs) Dad. uh... Oh, oh, (laughs) excuse me. So, Ross, uh, how's the wife? Uh... (laughs) Oh, for two, huh? (laughs) Uh, Chandler, quick, say something funny. So, (laughs) Joey's dad is played by uh, Robert Costanzo, and he's... Really recognisable if you're into your 80s films. So he's in like Total Recall. Yep. Uh, he's in lots of big action films like that. Not as a main character generally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't really think he did too much really in the into like the 90s, early 2000s. He's just kind of bloke. I mean, he looks like someone who should have been in The Sopranos. Yep. Like he's got that very kind <laughs> of like you know Italian New York like look and accent. Yeah. So he's he's very kind of. If I was going to picture Joey's dad, that's probably what I would have imagined. Okay. To be fair. Like, he's very, like, you see him and know he's Joey's dad, I'm like, yes, this immediately works for me. Yeah. You know, straight away. Um, I also love how he just keeps putting his foot in his mouth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, your friend's parents being around is weird when, you don't think anything of it when you were a kid. 
And yeah. then you're a teenager and it's like, oh God, the parents are around. And then as an adult, you do sometimes have like a, not in the same way that Ross had with Chandler's mum, but you have like <laughs> a relationship with your Well, well sometimes parents, it's a bit weird because like what you'll say to your friends like in your 20s, as soon as their parents are there, you're like, no, no, I can't speak like that anymore because the adults are here. This is like, hello, Mrs. Parent. No, <laughs> yeah, how do yeah, you do? Yeah. <laughs> Look at this, wherever we're having, like the conversation stops. But but it's interesting how he knows so much about about the rest of them. And you find that through this this show is that all the parents seem to know about every other you know character's lives. Whereas I feel like our parents don't really know anything about our friends or anything like that. No, I mean, I talk to my family quite a lot. Um, like they know the basic, like I guess, setup for most of you guys. <laughs> like, <As> if we, <laughs> the way you explain that is if we are like a TV show yeah. to you. <laughs> like if I was like, you know, write write a dossier on Mark, they'd be able to, you know, give the basic bullet points, but you know, nothing nothing too creepily in depth. <laughs> you know, they'd be aware that you know your family situation, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but uh, no, but it's, yeah, it's it's just great. It's a great way to end the scene as well. Just the channel say something funny. <laughs> just playing back to what Rogers just said. Yeah. Like it's just one of those times where he's like joke, joke, joke. Every single one's a hit. But you you can never say that to someone who's a comedian. Like, hey, tell a joke because you can't be funny like that. No, especially the kind of humor that Chandler has. He's not yep. he's not a comedian. He's just got a very quick wit. Yes. So he'll just come up with things on the fly. Um, <laughs> but then it's pretty funny to say Chandler says something funny. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then we were uh, back at Joey's apartment with his dad and uh, Joey walks out of his bedroom and sees his dad on the phone and uh, he's talking very lovingly to the woman on the end of his phone who Joey naturally assumes is his mother. Yeah, why Why would you not think that? I mean, you would, wouldn't you? Uh, Joey walks in there, snatch up the phone to talk to his mum and then Joey realises he's not his mum and says, Dad, did you know this ain't Ma? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like classically naive, stupid Joey. Like straight away, it's it's fantastic. I, I did like, you know, seeing Joey cutting mushrooms because I don't expect Joey to, to make food. Yeah. I, I feel of him as being a takeaway sort of guy. Like, he would never have fresh vegetables or, or anything fresh in the fridge. So what? Uh, I really like it because to me it's very like kind of Italian-American family yes. orientated around the kitchen type, you know, cliche. I mean, I assume it's somewhat true. Yep. Um, but I like that. I like that, you know, we normally see him and it is just pizza. But when he's family around and there's something going on, to make some actual food. Oh, okay, okay. Food, food that, will fix, that, that makes more sense now. Food yeah. will fix the problem. I, my, my, my head, it's the same way we have a cup of tea whenever there's something going right. on. Like, <laughs> like, we'd put the kettle on, um, Italian-Americans make food. Yep. Okay, yep, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, obviously his dad said yes and then gives Joey a look and uh, then his dad explains an affair, which must be a really horrible thing to have to hear. Yeah, like, this, this, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, what you say with your friends as an adult is different to what you say to, like, your friend's parents so having your dad go i'm gonna have a sit down and have a have an adult talk to you about affairs like no no it's, yeah, it's just weird <laughs> no, don't want don't want that i can my friend's telling me about stuff that that's fine that feels like our age range and level you tell me it's like Ugh. yeah like you should have stopped doing that like <laughs> after i was born <laughs> yeah well not even not even not even thinking of that just just like you don't want to think of your parents doing adult things they're your parents yeah, like as a teenager, you're like, treat me like an adult. And the second they try and treat you like an adult, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, I don't need to know yeah. about this. I just want you to make me sandwiches for lunch. That's what you're here for. And, and do my washing that's for not, me. That's as a, as a parent and an adult, that's what that, you are to me. That's what you cease to exist. That's your, that's your, that's your borders. Yeah. Uh, but then Joey asks his dad how long it's been going on. Which is, I was like, remember when I used to take you to the Navy Yard and show those big ships? And Joey's like, since then. <laughs> it's sort of like, what a And it's like, no, it's only been six years. I just wanted to put a nice memory in your head so you know I wasn't always 
such a terrible <laughs> which guy. Is, which is it's, it's like trying to break up with someone and going, I, I want to, I want the breakup to be as like devastating as it is memorable by taking them to like a fancy restaurant or something to do it. <laughs> it's just crazy. I know I've done something terrible, but I try and sweeten you up first. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, no, <laughs> I find it very charming, if not inappropriate. Because no, every time he thinks about navy ships, he's going to be thinking of what his dad's doing. I suppose yeah, I had to think that. I just <laughs> yeah. thought it was quite funny, but what are you going to do? Uh, but I noticed the kitchen here looks a lot smaller than normal, and there's actually a, a pantry in the background next to the the door oh, okay. that has loads of food and spice and whatever. That disappears at some point. I'm guessing after series one, that's gone. Yeah, isn't isn't it replaced by a, a hole in a wall? Uh, that's the other side, <laughs> the other side. which we'll, we'll talk about at some point. I guess we, uh, you know if if you check out our social medias, uh, which we'll we'll mention at the end. Uh, Ryan is going to be putting up memes and, and facts and stuff like that there. All so. sorts of fun shenanigans. Yeah, go find it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> then Joey's dad asks Joey if Joey's ever been in love, to which Joey replies he doesn't know. And it's cliche, but then his dad said, well, if you don't know, you haven't been. Yeah. Which is a cliche. It's also very true. Yeah. I mean, you know, anyone who, if you've sat there and haven't been in love, you know, there's plenty of time, don't worry. But uh, it is true. If you don't know, you haven't been. Um, it's kind of weird. I always find it weird when someone's in a relationship and having an affair where they try and use some kind of romantic justification for doing it. Okay. I just like, well, okay, fair enough that you love this new woman. Leave the first one. Yeah. Like, to me, there's no excuse for overlap. It's like, well, if you fall in love with someone, leave the person you're with. I love this new job, but that old job just, you know, feels comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. You can't be treated like, like I like the money from both. Like, yeah, you can't treat it like that. Like, this was the only part of the episode where I didn't like Joey's dad. Because I understand that, you know, relationships break down and that kind of stuff. But this was the oh, this felt weirdly like manipulative to me. Of like, well, you like he's basically talking out of his butt because you can't use love to no. justify cheating on someone. No, and uh, and I guess you know you don't know the relationship between um, his mum and dad, but obviously we find out later that actually in their relationship it's okay. Yeah, they're they're okay with it as a couple, but they they kind of didn't discuss it. No. <laughs> it was just a, an unspoken of thing. Yes, but then. Uh, that conversation ends and Joe is explaining what's going on to the gang. And that Chandler seems a bit distracted. And it's essentially just staring at Rachel's boobies. Well, I found it weird that Joey was eating peanut butter out of a jar, which is his fingers. But I guess that's where peanut butter fingers comes from. I guess. I mean, Joey eating anything <laughs> with anything doesn't really surprise yeah. me. <laughs> she just kind of carries on. I mean, it's weird that people in America eat whole jars of mayo while at baseball games with a spoon. Okay, yeah, that's weird. That's just weird. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a condiment, not a, not a main. You're, you're just eating <laughs> fat then, aren't you? Yeah, just, I mean, hey, I suppose you're enjoying the ball game, but whatever. But, you know, I guess, you know, Joey's not distracted by uh, Rachel's boobies. You know, it feels like a first. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. Well, f- food first, <laughs> boobies second. second. Um, but then Ross suggests that it's only fair that Rachel gets to see Chandler's pee-pee. Why? Can't you stop staring at my breasts? What? What? Did you not get a good enough look the other day? All right, all right. We're all adults here. There's only one way to resolve this. Since you saw her boobies, I think uh, you're going to have to show her your pee-pee. You know, I don't see that happening. <laughs> Come on, he's right. Tit for tat. <laughs> well, I'm not showing you my tat. 
really shouldn't find tit for tat that funny at my age, but <laughs> yes. I still do. <laughs> I uh, just like I can't tell if if Rachel knows she's making a joke at this point. The way it's delivered, I think she does. It's, it's like I don't know. It's like there's no hint of like comedy to it. It's like tit for tat, and I'm like, does she know what she's saying? I, I, I guess it's a a slight play on tate, like your taint. That gross mark. You took that to a much darker, yeah, it, darker place. No, than no, no. Because because that's what she's saying, isn't she? I mean, yeah. Tit for tat's an accepted phrase. I don't, I didn't really, you know, go into wordplay on it. Yeah, I that's just, that's oh, what I think. I think that's what she's doing. That's grim. That makes it. That makes it gross. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gone from entertaining to gross all of a sudden. I'm sorry, I've ruined that for everyone. <laughs> ruined, now. That, ruined that joke for all of the friends in the bus. But you know, as a guy. It's not really fair, is it, what she's saying? But I'm sure women will be the exact opposite. You know, if 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 he's seen her boobs, then you know, the the uh, the way like Rachel is obviously looking is like I need to see your pee pee, right? Well, yeah, because the only eroticized part of a man's body really is the penis. Yeah, but but then you're like, well, okay, well, if you've seen that, then what do I get to see? Like, there isn't an equivalent, I guess. I guess not. C- c- you're right. The like guys only have one thing, I guess. You know, that's kind of hidden modern society. Yeah, I mean, well, the difference to me is that one was an accident and one wasn't. Yep. Like, just, you know, getting my tat out. Um, uh, you know, apropos of nothing, he's like, eh, it's weird. But I, I, do, I do wonder, though, if, if Chanda went, all right, how Rachel would react to that. Because she, she obviously doesn't want to see, see him naked. No, she just wants him to share the embarrassment. But yeah. She doesn't but, actually want to see Chandler. But naked. if he was, like, like, Joey would probably just, like, whoosh. Yeah. And then Rachel would be like, I didn't actually want to see that. Like, it's, it's gone too far now. Yeah, this is crossed the line, and now <laughs> yeah, it's even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> because it, again, you know, if you swap the gender roles around, would it be creepy? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if a bloke gets walked in in the shower, does he really care? Like, I don't care. Like, I'd rather it not happen. But I, I guess you could say, not even just blokes. Like, you could just say any, anyone. It could, could be like, do they care? And it's going to be up to the individual. I guess I feel like I think men care less because men don't feel as sexualized by society as yes. women do. Yeah, that makes sense. So whereas if I you know if I walk in on someone in the shower, I'm like, oh crap, naked person, I walk back out. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not standing there going, Wow <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I guess us men are easily pleased, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I walk in on someone in the shower, I walk back out pretty quickly. I'm yeah. not stood there just being like, Ooh like, Hang on, hang on, let me uh take a detailed picture in my mind. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> just no. Um but no, I'm with you. I mean, she, I don't think she actually wants to see Chandler in the in the nuddy. No. Uh, well, before we carry on, we're going to just have a quick break. Hi, I'm Ray, and this is my friend Alex. Hi. And we do a show called No More Whoppers. Do you want pins and stickers? Because we don't have them. Like a broken keyboard, we're out of control. Check it out. You got Wah Wah Wah, Poet Hojo. How about a No More Whoa? Join us every month or so on the Greenlit Podcast Network. This is Snake. Hey, Snake, it's Sam. Who are you? Sam, from the brand new PlayStation podcast, Polygon Symphonies. Is that so? Yeah, it's a podcast that's exploring the PlayStation library. Impossible. Well, not really. Each week, we take a game, play it, and then we rank it in our grand list of games. Is that right? Yeah, it's available on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I didn't mean to sound sarcastic. That's okay. Just check out Polygon Symphonies, the PlayStation podcast from the Greenlit Network. Well, after we've had Rachel, you know, desire her tat for tit, um, Phoebes and Roger buzz the intercom. See, that's where you're wrong. 
Why would I marry her if I thought on any level that, that she was a lesbian? I don't know. Maybe you wanted your marriage to fail. <laughs> why? Why would I? Why? 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 I don't know. Maybe... Maybe low self-esteem. Maybe... Maybe to compensate for overshadowing a sibling. Maybe you... Wait, wait, wait. Go mm. back to that sibling thing. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's conceivable that you wanted to sabotage your marriage so that the sibling would feel like less of a failure in the eyes of the parents. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. I don't feel guilty for her failures. <laughs> oh, so you think I'm a failure. Isn't it good? Yeah. No, no that's, that's, that's not what I was saying. You know that's... what I mean? All these years, I thought you were on my side, no. but maybe what you were doing was sucking up to mom and dad so they'd keep liking you better. Hey, I married a lesbian to make you look good. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> I mean, Roger is is a dull person. Yes. Now, it doesn't help that they've asked him, you know, about his profession and they want his knowledge. But he's never going to, you know, make them happy because whatever he says is going to be negative. It is. I mean, I've studied psychology to a very minor level. And <laughs> there is kind of, at times I will be in situations where I'm like, this makes sense for this reasoning or some other time something's happened yeah. and I'm like, well, of course it has because of this. But you don't say it. No. Um, it's it's really uncomfortable. Um, and he's just met these people, well, we assume for the first time. Even if it's not the first time, he's new to the group. Like, yeah. He's definitely too new to suggest that someone married a lesbian on purpose. And And I get where he's coming from. He's just thinking of it in his analytical mind. And just giving the answers that he would give, honestly. But it's so unprofessional. Yeah. Like, just, he, like, he has to be registered as some kind of, you know, psychiatrist. And to just randomly check out arbitrary comments on someone's, you know, psychological state is so irresponsible. Yeah. I mean, okay, what he says is pretty much true in a lot of ways about every character. I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't think Ross deliberately married Carol Cush. No, no, he didn't do that, obviously. Uh, no, that would, that would be stupid to suggest that but the problem is if someone's got the kind of supposed authority that roger has in this episode with his profession if you suggest things to people the power of suggestions ridiculously powerful so if you suggest this to people they will just buy it especially yeah. if they think you're in an authority position to tell them it oh definitely yeah um so i don't know it's it's kind of a tough one really isn't it it is i mean he's basically a douche to be fair like i tend to be pretty perceptive unless you're flirting with me <laughs> <laughs> um and there are times, there's plenty of times I'm sat around and could say, oh, I could say this right now, and you just don't because it's just... No, it's, it's inappropriate, and you're not going to gain or, or give anything from it apart from negativity, aren't you? Yeah. But, but it's the same with most people's jobs. Like, you ask them about their job, and unless it's really exciting, like they're a lion tamer, it's, it can be pretty dull, especially if they want to tell you about it for a long period of time. Yeah, like, we've all got work stories. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, it's not even work stories. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just randomly start doing my job in someone else's house with people I've just met. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, that's essentially what Roger's doing. He's, I, I mean, that would be a bit weird if you started flipping burgers, stacking shelves, <laughs> whatever else you do as a job. Right? But, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't just go, oh, I'll do this. It'd just be inappropriate. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I, I guess people think uh, most jobs are kind of interesting. So, like, I, I previously worked in video games industry. And people would be like, wow, tell me all about it. It must be like amazing. It's like, it's literally like an office job. Like, yes, I, I do stuff for this, but the actual work itself isn't interesting. Same way if you was like, oh, I build, you know, rocket ships. 
that sounds amazing. It's like, well, actually, I sit in front of a computer and I'm just designing or mathematics or whatever. Like, the actual job of it itself is pretty dull. And telling the story of your job is generally pretty dull. Yeah, when I worked at a comic book store, I'd get people coming in, especially people who were kind of late teens, early 20s. And I'd be like, well, it must be amazing to work at a comic book store. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> it's retail. Like, of all the retail I've worked, it's been, it was pretty good compared to other retail. Yep. So, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I wasn't fortunate to work where I worked. But the idea that people had that I would just be sat down drinking tea and reading comics like it was spaced. Yep. And I was like, nope. I've spent the past four hours processing the delivery. And after I've done that, I've got to organize the back issues. And once I've done that, I've got to sort out the phone call. Like, it was a job. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a job, right? Um, so, yeah, Roger analyzing everyone and basically upsetting everyone. Probably not, not a great way to endear yourself to a group of people. No, and just after this as well, the whole I married a lesbian part, he upsets Rachel. <laughs> he does. And then just leaves. He's like, oh, go on, Phoebes, we've got to go. It's time to catch a movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, what? You can't you can't just trigger somebody, as I guess the phrase would be nowadays, and just abandon them to it. <laughs> Pretty much right. Such a douche. Um, but then as he leaves, he's just the moniker. Easy on those cookies, Monica. Remember, they're just food. They're not love. <laughs> which, <laughs> yeah. which is so harsh. I feel like even like he meant what he said, but I feel like that would be harsh even if Chandler would said it as a joke. Yeah, like it's yeah. a shit, like it's some, almost sounds like a Chandler joke. But, but this this all plays into the the fat Monica stuff. It does that, that comes back later on. It does, which is really clever to be fair. Um, but obviously they leave, and then everyone expresses that they hate Roger, and I'm right there with them. Yeah, he's, he's not a likable character in this, unfortunately. He's not even nice to Phoebe. Like at least if he was really sweet with Phoebe, and you'd seen him being like, yeah, sweet, you'd be like, oh well, you know, he's nice to Phoebe's. But you see nothing of him other than him being a being a bit of a fool, I guess. Yeah. I was trying to really be PG word for that then. The boys, uh, said the boys. I always say the boys. My notes always say the boys. When I say the boys, I mean Joey and Chandler. Yeah. It's always what I mean. Oh, you don't boys. mean so Ross is no, not, not one, of the, one of the boys. <laughs> it's just those pair. Which I think makes sense. I think if I, you know, I don't know I if I need it, to explain it, that. It comes but. up in a later episode, doesn't it? Where is it? Is it Joey and Ross? kind of push Chandler out a bit and they're like you know we're, we're the guys so, you know not all of us oh, yeah. I, 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 we'll come back to it in a future episode we will uh, but they find a woman outside of their apartment and Chandler's all oh look it's the woman we ordered <laughs> yeah now you see most people when the pets pass on they want them sort of laid out like they're sleeping but <laughs> occasionally you get your person who wants them in a pose like uh, chasing their tail <laughs> or uh, jump in to catch a frisbee. Joey, if I go first, I want to be looking for my keys. <laughs> hey, Joe. Dad, Ronnie's here. Huh? Hi. Hey. Hey. Hello, babe. What? What? What are you doing here? Oh, uh, well, you left your good hair at my apartment. I figured you'd need it tomorrow for your meeting. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, who's up for a big game of Kerplunk? So, this is where we learn that she was looking for Joey. Yes. And jo Joey's like, Yes, I'm Joey. It's like, No, no, big Joey. Like, oh, Joey Sr. Senior. We don't know that uh, Joey's a Joey Jr. We don't know. And I don't think that ever gets brought up again. No. Does, it's not really important, I suppose. But it's interesting to note when, you know, it's good for the joke, I suppose. But, but, but normally, people who are a junior normally. Are known as a junior. I think if I was a junior, the last thing I would do would be introduce myself as a junior. <laughs> I think it would be, unless you expressly knew my dad, 
He could be Raiju. <laughs> it would just be, no, it would just be yeah, I'm Ryan. Like, I wouldn't want to be Ryan June. Like, because I guess to everyone else in your life, you know, especially family wise, yeah. you would just be so and so junior, or they just call you junior nine times out of ten. Yeah. So I'd be like, nope, you don't know that side of my family, so you don't need to know that I'm a junior. I can just be Ryan for a change. But, you know, her, her job as a taxidermy, like I've seen this on TV where people are like, yes, we take we take the the people who are deceased and we put them in a scene that they wanted to be presented in and like that's weird i mean i said i wanted to be stuffed and left on a bus didn't i so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean I've, I've got work for ronnie when i go <laughs> but yeah I, I i don't know taxidermy to me is just it's just a bit creepy like i don't yeah i don't get it um i've i've had pets pass away and at no point did i think let's stuff them with things and stick mm. them on a shelf no no i don't like it Okay, cremated, we cremated our pet rats and they're in a little urn on the side that I've had for a while now and I keep thinking, like, maybe I should bury that at some point. Does realistically, how long am I going to keep it? Yeah. Like, I don't, I still miss the rats, but it's not like, I'm like well, okay, now I've just got the rashes in a box. No, exactly. Like, well, I'm like, at the time, it seemed really important to do. Yeah. And then I guess as, you know, you get over it a little bit, you're like, well, now I've just got this box. Well, I guess uh, Joey Senior should probably also get rid of the uh, the dead thing on top of his head as well because <laughs> there's no way he could put off a rug <laughs> with that hairline going on. You left your good hair. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I can just imagine it just being different colour, just like slabbed on top. Yep. And you'd be like, he's clearly... like, And he's not the type of guy who probably look good with like hair like that. No, like he definitely works the, the bald look. Yep. This is one of the things that kind of hints at how long the affair's been going on. The fact that he's got, you know, things left at her apartment and... That's that's where like the kind of affair stuff really starts to bug me about Joey's dad, where you actually think about the ins and outs. Well, it, it bugs Joey as well, doesn't it? So you know he's like, he he takes on the the parent role here, and he's like, you know, you're you're going to stay here because I don't want you two doing stuff. Yeah, and I I kind of don't like the way he just gives up Chandler's room to Ronnie without even asking Chandler if that's okay. No, it's a bit, it's a bit rude, but I I feel like the boys are close enough for it to be all right. Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't be that annoyed. Um. Was it Chandler's like, I'll show you to my room. That sounds so weird when it's not followed by, no thanks, it's late. <laughs> yeah. but it's, but it's given, given that Joey's been told earlier in this episode, he, he makes jokes to hide from intimacy. And it's yep. in this very awkward, intimate situation. <laughs> it's just, it's really well done to bear top. And it's funny. But you you got to feel sorry for Chandler if you think about it a bit, bit deeper. But you know, he's had a great time with a woman. They've gone back to the apartment. And then he's gone, it must be going well. And she's gone, no thanks, it's late. Like clearly, clearly you can't read women very well. I mean, I'm not going to criticise Chandler for this, to be fair. Um, but I find the idea of like posing that question really odd. It is, yes. Like, shall we take it to the <laughs> other room? He's just like, Milady, yes. Yeah. Like, no. Like, I'd probably say no. Um, yeah. It's a creepy way to ask me. Like, what am I going to find in this room? Why have you built the room up? What's in there? What are you going to do to me? Ah, not the door. I could definitely imagine Chandler being at the cinema, doing the yawn and the stretch out to put his arm behind like don't do that no it's just direct works if she doesn't want you to put your arm around it she'll tell you yep uh but yeah so you know they're, they're gonna stay the night in separate rooms so nothing can happen no hanky panky um not what under joey's roof no 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 because <laughs> he he wants his dad to sort things out and, and tell his mum and you know is this the most mature joey ever gets i guess well no actually there's some stuff very 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 later on in the show where where Joey's much more mature, but it's definitely the most mature we'll see Joey be for a good few years. Yeah. Like, he, he you know, he steps up, doesn't he, in a way? And and you know, wants to take control of this. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's, it's the kind of situation where it's awkward because, you you know, 
your dad's your dad, but your mum's your mum, and like yeah, you want to you want to you know you you treat them fairly, right? Yeah, you, you know. So I guess I'd be on the Joey side here and be like, no, separate rooms. That's even if you're staying here, like I would kind of like, why are you going back to your own house? Yeah, like you don't live here. And this ain't your man, so you. I, yeah. I, I probably wouldn't be taking it well. You'd be like, no, you you can go. Dad can stay. You can go. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this does mean with Joey's dad sleeping in his room and Ronnie sleeping in Chandler's room, the boys have to sleep together on the sofa bed. They do, which is <laughs> very funny. But we'll get to that in a second. Hey, Kiki, <laughs> what are you doing? Just trying to get comfortable. Can't sleep in my underwear. Well, you're gonna. <laughs> I've been thinking, you know, about how I'm always seeing girls on top of girls. Are they end to end or tall like pancakes? You know what I mean about how I'm always going out with all these women. Because I always figured when the right one comes along, I'll be able to be a stand-up guy and go the distance, you know? I'm looking at my dad, thinking, hey, you're not him. You're you. When they were all over you to go into your father's pipe-fitting business, did you cave? No. No. You decided to go into the out-of-work actor business. <laughs> now, that wasn't easy, but you did it. And I'd like to believe that when the right woman comes along, you will have the courage and the guts to say, no thanks, I'm married. I don't think he would. <laughs> I think he would. <laughs> I think Jerry would. But once he's got married, he's got married. Okay. Um, that is my joke of the show, to be fair. Uh, was, yeah. Uh, okay, well, let's, let's play that then. My joke. It's my joke. It, I was in bits every, every single time, especially when we watched for the, uh, for the podcast. I was just crying with laughter. It's, it's just the idea. It's just, no thanks, I'm married. Yeah, <laughs> like I married the wrong one. But I suppose if you, know, if you want to get a bit mattery, that is kind of... The temptation of commitment, I guess, isn't it? You're with someone, but then someone new and shiny suddenly appears, and yeah. it's are you responsible enough and mature enough to be like, no, because it's only going to be shallow for the most part. I guess so, yeah. Uh, but that's society as a whole generally now, isn't it? It's always chasing the new, whether that's like a, a phone or TV or whatever, but having the new shiny thing because it's the new shiny thing. I guess. I mean, I mean, I've never cheated, so I don't know. You know. I don't know why people do. I've had opportunities. I, 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 guess, I guess there's multiple reasons potentially, isn't there? I guess. I mean, if you're unhappy, just leave. It, it doesn't even have to be that, does it? No, I mean, my, my brain is just completely black and white on it. It's just like, no, <laughs> don't do it. It's entirely wrong. Although, although you, you have described how um, you're oblivious <laughs> to, to women being attracted to you. So maybe that's, nope. that's, that's part of it. You just have no idea. I mean, you know the story of the time I was taken back to a girl's house, um, completely oblivious to the fact that she was trying to seduce me. And... Did, did she go, do you want to see the bedroom? No, she was like, oh, you know, do you want to have some pasta? I was like, okay, I'll go have pasta. And I'm very drunk. It was after England got knocked out of the, uh, the World Cup, which is, uh, ugh, yeah, happened again recently in the Euros. Not fun times for us, the date the episode for us. Um, but anyway, I ended up back at this girl's house. Um, and while chatting away, I mentioned that I have a girlfriend. And she was like, you've got a girlfriend? I was like, Yes. And so like, you're not going to cheat on her. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you meant pasta. <laughs> and she's like, why are you here then? Yeah. I wanted pasta. I was hungry. 
don't I had to leave, but uh, I found the whole I found the free whole thing quite funny. So you didn't get any pasta? I did. I did try some pasta. Okay, okay. At least, at least you got we, what you wanted. We made pasta. Um, weirdly, they were Italian as well, so it's got to fit in for the episode. Um, but no, I had some pasta, which my girlfriend at the time was more annoyed about than anything. She wasn't annoyed that I'd gone back to a girl's house. Wasn't annoyed that a girl had tried to seduce me. Was upset that I ate somebody else's pasta. <laughs> that sounds like an it just euphemism. Like a, it just sounds like she was, but it's not. She was actually really annoyed that it happened, and I was like, "All right." And I feel like you're kind of missing the wider points here. <laughs> yeah. But but you be mad about what you're mad about. It's fine. But her logic was, she knows I'd never cheat on her, or knew I'd never cheat on her. So she wasn't be mad that I went anywhere. I, I, get, I guess eating a woman's pasta is cheating on her in some way. <laughs> Kitchen cheating. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm uh, I'm fairly I am fairly oblivious, but I still wouldn't cheat. And it every time you kind of remind me in this episode that Joey's dad's having an affair and it's a long running affair, I get more annoyed at him. Yeah, especially when you know you're married to this person, she's the parent, you know, the mother of your kids. Like, what if that's not going to breed loyalty? What is? Yeah, that makes sense. I, for me, the weirder thing was Joey. You know, not wearing underwear when he sleeps. Fine, you know, everyone has their preference on what they wear. You know, he's next to Chandler. Like, be aware, you're, you're, you're both sharing a blanket. Yes. You you don't want to, you know, inadvertently rub him with something that he's not aware of in the middle of the night. Well, I was thinking about this, and I think it's a bit more like American boys locker room type stuff. Okay. So for the most part, unless you go to a private school, for the most part, boys don't really shower after PE in school no. in the UK. It tends to be the last lesson of the day. For the most part, people are showering when they get home. Yeah. Um, but in America, obviously... Boys are in the shower together all the time, and being naked around other people isn't that taboo. But but Chandler's not that type of guy, and I think Joey should know. You know Chandler uh, Chandler is I wouldn't say prudish, but he has his limits. He, yeah, he does have. I mean, I guess it's just Joey's mentality. If, dude, like I'm just sleeping, like shut up, like you know nothing, nothing's going down. Obviously, I'm not going to try and seduce you. I'm just going to be naked. Yeah, but it's it's the same way as like licking a spoon clean, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just just no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I would let Jerry take his boxes off, but you keep them. You keep them on, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think you you need boundaries in this type of situation. Like they're roommates. Yeah, you know, like we go, oh, they're best friends, but actually, we don't know how long they've actually lived together for because you know they weren't friends before they moved in. I mean, just to point out, if we ever have to share a bed, Mark, you're keeping your clothes on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> I, I I have no issues with that at all. Uh, in fact, I'd actually prefer a separate blanket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to fair. Are you a duvet hug? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I couldn't share like like that with friends because it would end up just you'd end up too close. No, I can't stand duvet hugs. You need to need to share the duvet. <laughs> no, no <laughs> se- separate duvet. Like the end of the podcast. Why Mark stole the blankies? Just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hugged the bed. <laughs> he hugged the bed, and I ended up on the floor in the middle of the night. He I don't know how that happened. Pillows, and I was cold. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't want to cuddle either. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh... So I don't, you don't actually find out how much sleep the boys manage to get because it suddenly cuts to next morning yep. and uh, Monica makes the drinking coffee when someone knocks the door. Which is, I, I would say weird, but she must have been told like, hey, the, the girls across the hall just knock there. Because otherwise you're just knocking on random neighbours' doors to say, can I use your shower? Because Chandler's in the shower. Yeah, it, it's super weird. Like, I know that obviously at this point, Chandler and Joey are somewhat familiar with Ronnie seeing she's been there mm. all day. But, like, I wouldn't do that. I mean, but again, it's the boys taking liberties at the girls' apartment. It's not new. I guess so. How long would you say Chandler's been in the shower? Oh, like, uh, five minutes? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's in your seatbelts? 
It's pee-pee time. <laughs> hey, Mr. Tribb. Hey, good morning, dear. Chandler Bing, it's time to see your thing. <laughs> My thing was in there with me. She's taking it too far. And she doesn't realise it. Yeah, well, I guess it's, if there had been Chandler, it would have been funny. But the... no, no, but I, I still think she would have seen Chandler and then gone, oh, I've taken this joke too far now because I didn't want to see that. Um, I don't even know if she'd look. But maybe she'd just kind of pull the curtain open with her eyes closed <laughs> so Chandler gets the freaked out embarrassment moment and then... Maybe. I, I, I think... It'd be worth it. it actually would have been fun to see because then it would have been uh, a Ross joke, I guess, because Ross would be like, "So Rachel has seen you naked." Well, I mean, at the start of the episode where Ross is like, "Why have you seen her boobies?" Yeah. Well, we look. He's, he's so like weirdly possessive over Rachel at this point, <laughs> and her boobies, and her boobies. She's <laughs> like, "What? Chandler saw them? That's not right." Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's I, weird. Yeah, I, I, I think if you, it was role reversal, I, I think we would find this a little bit different. But I, I still think it's funny as is. But I do think that. That Rachel hasn't realised she's taken the joke too far, and he's going to be upset if she once she does. Well, yeah, she's definitely in the "I want revenge" yes. mindset, not the "think about the consequences" mindset. Yeah. But you know, now she's seen Joey Junior's Joey Junior, so <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, she's you know she's getting closer. Well, you know, I don't think Joey is that upset, right? Uh, no, Joey. I think he's like, I think Joey's like annoyed in principle. Like mm. he doesn't care that Rachel just saw his pee pee. He's just like, well, what are you doing? I'm showering. Like, get out. That's rude. Like, I don't think he actually cares that anyone sees him naked. No, no. He just, well, he, he does it with Monica, doesn't he? He's like quick to undress then, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's in a later episode, isn't it? We haven't seen that yet. You know, and plus he's an actor. Everyone, people have seen him naked all the time. Well, yeah, yeah he's, he's had his butt out for yeah. a film that no one else got to see. He's, so He was supposed to be Al Pacino's butt. That's a pretty bold butt. <laughs> that so is. I don't think he really minds. And then uh, after this, we join Rachel at work. And she's there with Ross, Chandler, and Monica, and Phoebe's arrives telling them that Roger has a dinner thing and has invited the whole gang. But the gang don't seem overly thrilled to go, which, you know, Phoebe it, notices. It's understandable, right? Well, yeah, someone's made, I mean, given that the last time we saw Roger with the gang, they were all crying and miserable mm. and eating their feelings. Why would, you, why would you want to go spend an evening with them? I guess it's kind of interesting. The, the gang love Monica's boyfriends. They don't seem to like Phoebe's that much. Yeah, I mean, with Roger, it's entirely understandable. They all seem to quite like David. You don't really get much of a comment from the gang, though, do we? It's no. Just, Phoebe's definitely really into David, which we knew. Um, I assume he and Ross get on really well, <laughs> right. just because they're <laughs> science nerds. I, I feel like Ross would see him as a challenge because he'd be smarter. I, I don't know. Like, like, like David's super smart and Ross is dinosaur smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, no, I still think they'd have gone. I don't think. I think Ross would look at David as like a nerd without realising how Ross looks to the rest <laughs> yeah, of the gang. Yes, so yes. Ross would be like, oh, he's such a nerd. And the whole gang Ro- Ro- just... Ross is like, I'm the alpha of this group. And it's yeah, like, no. I just don't think Ross sees himself as a nerd. So I think he would honestly comment on David as a nerd. Yeah. When then the whole, we see the rest of the gang kind of look at each other like, Ross knows he's a nerd, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he would. I don't think he'd see him as a threat. And plus, he's with Phoebe. Yeah. So there's no threat to Rachel's territory. <laughs> no, you know? no, that's all he cares about. Yeah, exactly. So I think he'd be all right with him. Um, 
I think Joey and Chandler would probably be like David a bit, but like you said, you know. I, I think I think Chandler would be like he's a bit weird, but I can get on with him. And Joey would be like, I have no idea what he talks about, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, just <laughs> but Roger's just you know, yeah, yeah, words we can't say on a podcast. I <laughs> yeah. really dislike Roger. <laughs> <laughs> but then the gang explained they hate Roger, and Phoebe suggests that they don't hate him. It's just weird and freaked out because Roger's so perceptive. Uh, but in the gang part, I don't know they actually hate him. No, because they hate him. Um, and then we go back to Joey's apartment. He's folding up the sofa bed. Ma, what are you doing here? I came to give you this and this. Ow, big ring. <laughs> Why did you have to fill your father's head with all that garbage about making things right? <laughs> things were fine the way they were. There's chicken in there, put it away. <laughs> For God's sake, Joey, really. <laughs> Hold on, you, you knew? Of course I knew. What do you think? Your father is no James Bond. You should have heard some of his cover stories. I'm sleeping over at my accountants. I mean, what is that? Please. So then, how could you, I mean, how could you? Do you remember how your father used to be? Always yelling, always yelling. Nothing made him happy, nothing made him happy, nothing. Not that wood shop, not those stupid little ships in the bottle, nothing. Now he's happy. I mean, it's nice. He has a hobby. <laughs> Ma, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and what about you? Me? I'm fine. Look, honey, in an ideal world, there'd be no her, and your father would look like Sting. <laughs> and I'll tell you something else. Ever since that poodle stuffer came along. He's been so ashamed of himself that he's been more attentive. He's been more loving. It's like every day's our anniversary. So I guess this is where Joey gets his lies from. Yeah. <laughs> like father, like son. It's just, it's so weird. The situation? Yeah, just the fact that Joey's mum's fine with it. I I can understand where she's coming from. You know, she she's what, in her fifties, sixties. She's not looking to date people again. She's just kind of happy where her life is. Like she she's not into, you know, I need to find a new husband or whatever. You know, I'm kinda of happy with how things are. Like if I have to share him fine, like he's he's happier. I I, I kind of get where she's coming from. I don't know, I think even at like 60-odd, I'd be too proud to, to fuck well, with an affair. I was, was going to say, this is maybe a generational thing, isn't it? Like, you know, it used to be that you got, got married and that was it for life, pretty much, right? But as we discussed earlier, it's the law of the shiny new thing, isn't it? Like yes. It's this, this generation where, you know, you are an app away from looking at loads of beautiful single people who, who want you, apparently, right? That sentence alone has told me you've not spent much time on dating apps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's all these women in your area wanting you right now in theory you're, <laughs> yes. you're one hour away from all that but but you know so i i can kind of get her her point of why she's just like no look it's it's fine as long as he doesn't tell me about it and doesn't make it a deal i can i can kind of put it into the corner and forget about it and just enjoy the rest of my life as it as as it normally is I guess, I mean, if it, if it works for her. I like that she refers to the mistress as a hobby. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, just belittling her. But it, I guess it's, I mean, I guess in theory, it's no different to open relations with them in it now, except that people are open about it. Like, she's had, what, eight, is it eight kids? 
Something like that, yeah. Yeah, like uh, yeah, she she's done with dating now, isn't she? She doesn't want any more kids, doesn't need any more. I I, I totally get where she's coming from. Uh yeah, it's just it's just weird to me. I just don't understand like I'm currently watching the Sopranos and obviously none of the men in that show are faithful to any of their no. their partners. And a lot of them know, and I'm just like, why? Like, at least your men are in the mafia, and you try and you know leave. You might get put in a body bag, but maybe that that relates to the Italian thing again. Like, I know in certain certain cultures, like it's expected for the man to have a mistress, but not be known about it. Yeah, like when the French president was caught having an affair, yeah. and I remember watching the news, and they gave reaction in the UK, and we were like, disgusting behaviour, terrible, how dare he? And then he went around Paris asking people, and they were like, uh huh. <laughs> yeah. just, they literally were like what are we talking about this like yeah of course he's got a mistress and yeah. I mean yeah different strokes different folks I guess yeah pretty much uh, I did notice the, the scary clown cookie jar that's in the background of this scene <laughs> I don't know why they have that yeah, who knows you end up with all sorts of nonsense in your house to be fair that, well, yeah but some of the stuff that the boys have is we had, out there. My old flat, I think we had about four cookie jars that just kept getting bought for us. There's like Disney-themed ones. We'd get a cookie jar that we liked. It's because you drink tea, people within assume you have biscuits with your tea, so you need a place to put your biscuits. I guess. But you'd find that we'd basically get bought a new one that would just replace the old one, but they wouldn't throw the old one away, it would just go in a cupboard. Yeah. I think at one point we were bought an owl cookie jar. Okay. So naturally, you remember my what my ex was like, she loved owls. So the Mickey Mouse or Star Wars or whatever cookie jar I had before immediately got replaced by the owl, and that just <laughs> sat there. But then... We'd buy biscuits and I'd eat them. <laughs> yeah, like immediately. The <laughs> so I'd be like, I've been in the shop and bought a packet of chocolate digestives. I will watch the movie. And then halfway through the movie, I'm out of digestives. And I'm like, so it was just a fancy onion, really. Because you never had anything in it. And if you did put biscuits in it, you'd forget they were in there because you're so used to not using it. They go stale anyway. Or you would remember and then just eat a jar of biscuits instead. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> so it was kind of pointless. Uh, I, d- I did like how Joey thought he was doing the right thing, though, but. Clearly not in this case. It's really sweet. Like, his mum is obviously annoyed that the situation's come to light, but she's really clearly touched that Joey's kind of gone to bat for her and, yeah, yeah. you know, defended her against his dad. And, it's, you know, you'd like to think your kids would do that, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's not turned them against them. He's been like, Dad, you do the right thing, and I'm going to tell mum, and I'm not going to be horrible about you. Yeah. Joey's very much, you're both my parents, and I love yeah. you both, but you're doing something wrong, fix it. Yeah. And then his mum's like, just leave it be. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess if that's what you want. Yeah. This is why Joey's the best friend. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is a recent like idea that Joey's the best friend. Um, no, I, f- I think it's been a long time. Just because he doesn't do anything bad to anyone. Not that, no, not like I think I've really to be like, like we've got we've got a few more like hundred episodes to go through. I'm sure we'll find one bad thing he's done, but generally he's he's very forgiving of people. No, he isn't. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I guess he is the best friend. It's just weird to rank them. I guess. Well, we're, <laughs> we will rank them in a future yeah. episode. At some we'll point. digress. <laughs> Um, but let me go back to the coffee house and Roger is there with Phoebes and uh, they're having a bit of a chat. They just, you know, they think you're a little. What? Intense and creepy. <laughs> oh. But I don't. Me, Phoebe. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not at all surprised they feel that way. You're not. See, that's why you're so great. Actually, it's, it's quite, you know, typical behavior when you have this kind of dysfunctional group dynamic. You know, this kind of codependent, emotionally stunted, sitting in your stupid coffee house with your stupid big cups, which I'm sorry, might as well have nipples on them. And you're all like, oh, 
define me. Define me. Love me. I need love. I mean, I can't disagree with Roger. The, the, the cups are massive. They are huge. Uh, I think he's right about the friends in a lot of ways. Like, they are, they are a bit neurotic, even, even in these early episodes. I mean, I would suggest that Roger spends so much time highlighting the flaws in other people so that he can avoid examining and confronting his own. <laughs> you basically just like turned his Chandler thing. I'm going to Roger. Up, back on yeah, himself, I'm yeah. Gonna, no, I'm not going to use that phrase. So I'm going to Roger, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, look at, look at these remote... I mean, just because he's on point with most of what he says in his little bit of rant there doesn't mean that he, you know, he clearly has his own issues going on. Yeah. You know, he can't handle any kind of criticism. So he's built this like weirdly self-inflated idea of who he is as a person and... Well, yeah, like you say, because he's a psychiatrist, like he probably has looked to himself and found loopholes, I guess, into why he's allowed to act that way or be that way. Well, he's just blindly ignoring his own flaws that, by highlighting it. everyone else's. It's easy to be like, you're a terrible person. And by putting the blame onto other people in your life, you don't have to examine what you may have done to cause them not liking you. You know, maybe if you hadn't told a woman to stop eating cookies because they're not love, they wouldn't be upset at you. Yeah. And, you know, we've all met people who, you know, Blame all their problems on somebody else. <laughs> we, we sure have. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, he can't take it well. He doesn't handle it well. Um, and, haha, ha, basically, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't <laughs> be smoking. Just so like I just really hated him, so he's getting all upset and triggered, and I'm like, oh, I don't care. I, I wonder if this is the, I'm not going to say guest star, but, like, the first character that would be in, like, your top ten most hated I wonder, I wonder where he would place. At the minute, he's all 10 spots. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Roger 10 times. I think it's just he's, there's no redeeming quality to Roger. Like, there are other characters. We don't, yeah, we don't, like you said, we don't see this, though, do we? We just see him come in and be a bit whiny and a bit a bit aggressive. Yeah, like, we all know I hate Paolo. So I guess yeah. I don't... Paolo's probably above the list. He's probably a top at the minute. Right. Paolo's in... We haven't feel that. It's with top 10. He's top two at the minute. Paolo's <laughs> top. And then Roger. Only because Paolo cheats on Rachel or tries to and that's much worse okay. than what Roger does I just dislike Roger I think that's fair like Paolo I'd want to hit Roger I just don't want to spend time with <laughs> okay. not that I would hit a giant masculine man like that I just, just... I, I can imagine you punching his ab and him just standing there and just looking down at you and just going <laughs> just what was that hurting myself <laughs> yes, yes. I'm just glaring from behind yeah. my cup of tea <laughs> yeah. um, and then we're back at the apartment Minus Phoebe, obviously, because she's busy dealing with the crybaby that is Roger. Um, and they're all chatting to Joey about his mum and the parents. And just at some point, you have to let go. But they're, they're eating pizza. It looks great. Like, I want that pizza. I don't. Oh, you, don't you, you don't like pizza. You, 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 <laughs> why do I have you on this podcast sometimes? You hate pizza. You... Just, just cheese. It's just ick. Right, we're we're not going to go down this this route. We'll, we'll like, I feel like we'll, every episode we've mentioned them. Yeah, my hatred of cheese yeah. or pizza, but this is New York. New York pizza is great. Like there was there was a place near Times Square I absolutely loved because it was a dollar a slice. The slice was like the size of a whole pizza in the UK. It was greasy. It tasted great, and this is what that looks like. And I want more of it. Was this like drunk two AM pizza, or was this like at any time? Of no, the day yeah, any time pizza? of day. There was just like this hole in the wall with this pizzeria, and you just like buy slices, and it was a dollar a slice, like. And because it was so big and filling, you'd be like, "That's that's lunch done." A hole in the wall. You make it sound so appetising, Mark. Well, what I'm saying is, it's not a fancy restaurant. <laughs> it's like there was a hole in the wall. Like, mm, I must check it out. <laughs> well, I I would also like say I really love um, Sabaros. I don't know if you ever went there in New York. No. 
it's it's greasy and it's cheap and i know a lot of people in new york hate it but oh it tastes good and it's cheap and it's just it's basically just trays of pizza and meatballs and pasta and just stuff that's greased but it tastes good and it's cheap no i had tried <laughs> one slice of new york pizza on a day and i did not enjoy it it was dry and ugh. uh that was in brooklyn wasn't it no that was in manhattan okay. we went to a place in brooklyn um and this pizza looked like it was more like a soup on a bread. Like everything was really like melting. Is, is this my favourite place in Brooklyn? The one that's like most rated as well. Yes. It's it's the if you've ever been to Brooklyn, it's just on the other side of the Brooklyn Bridge, and it's this white building on the corner, and you go inside, and everyone there is very Italian. So much so that I'm sure there's like a mob boss upstairs or something because like they're all extremely nice. But you get a tinge of oh, if I say something wrong here. Yeah. I, I'm going to be sleeping with the fishies sort of thing but they, they make great pizza there apparently I, so I recommend it everyone else in the party loved it but you don't like cheese so you, your opinion doesn't matter but, but there's just me sat there like some kind of weirdo <laughs> while everyone else here <laughs> <laughs> I expected a wear to a pattern but like what's the matter with you <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes exactly and then just picking you up by the scruff of your neck and throwing you out <laughs> uh, but yeah let, let's get off this topic and, and back to the episode at hand Exactly. So the Royal conversation about, you know, letting your parents go and not being responsible for them. And it's obviously flipped the whole felt like parent child dynamic on its head, like the whole episode has. Um, and then Rachel responds with, and just think, in a couple of years, we get to turn into them, which is a terrifying thought. It is. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't want to be old and lame <laughs> like my parents. Well, this is, this is what I've been saying. Like, when you're in your 20s, like, you think you're an adult, but then the the actual adults are more adult than you. You don't want to become that. Does this mean in like 20 years I'm going to watch whatever the modern equivalent of Love Island is? Because I really hope not. <laughs> oh, <don't do> <laughs> is it like, Love Moon? <laughs> I'm like, no, these hot singles are in space. <laughs> I, I feel like The Simpsons has done this joke before. <laughs> Probably. What haven't they done before? It, it'd be what, heads in a jar, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That channel comes out with if I turn into my parents, I'll either be an alcoholic blonde chasing after twenty year old boys or I'll end up like my mum. Yeah. <laughs> I like and, and that, that I guess is like the the first hint, isn't it? Of, yes. of his dad. Yeah, we've had we've had like little snippets, but nothing nothing kind no. of dead on. Which which is great. Like all these things are like seeded here, but you you don't realise it. Like watching it, you're just like, Oh, it's just a funny line. It's only when you actually sit and go, hang on, what did he say there? Yeah, like, this is a reference. I mean, it just we've commented before, like, did they have a dossier on each character, like a giant folder full of, yeah. you know, the entire backstory? And I kind of don't want to know. Like, no, I mean, no. if, as much as I could ask the writing team, I don't think I would. I'd just rather leave it, leave me, un, like, you know, I, I, I hope they just made it up on the spot and just like, yep, this is Chandler's thing. Cool, let's let's go with that. I mean, I suppose if you think about, it didn't take them ten years to write the show. You know what I mean? Like they would. No. You know, had like intense writing camps where they wrote the whole series. So I imagine it's much easier to call back to stuff when you're actively writing twenty episodes in a row. I guess so, yeah. Um, but no, it's you know, it's still very funny and still very good. And then Phoebe comes in, tells the gang that she broke up with Roger, and they all offer some sympathy. They do, and uh, they don't really care though, do they? I mean, they don't care. I mean, you know, she explains what happens, and then just says that she hates that guy. Yeah, because she does because you know, he's a nightmare. But then uh, it quickly moves on to some shower fun and games. Hey, Joey. What's going on? Clear the tracks for the Booby Payback Express. Next stop, Rachel Green. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, what the hell were you doing? Sorry, wrong boobies. 
So, have you ever seen the film Tag? Uh, yes. So, it's based on a true story about a bunch of friends who would tag each other, and then it just kind of got out of hand, where they'd be turning up to like their offices and trying to find a way to tag them without them realizing. Um, it's it's a pretty funny film based on a true story, and I feel like this could be like Tag Two, where it's just going to escalate. Everyone trying to get everyone naked. Yes, and they would end up with like them going to to weird places and just hiding in curtains and whatever to, yeah. to, to try and catch <laughs> them. Peeping um, toms all over the place. Because yeah, like we we don't actually really see much of Ross in this episode, thankfully. Yeah, people are seeing enough of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> seeing more of Ross. Yeah, for, Ross and uh, Phoebe kind of get away with this. Yeah. What I love about this clip, though, that obviously you can't really see from audio, but obviously when Chandler saw Rachel's boobies, it was very much embarrassment, bashfulness. Oh, my God, we need to do that. Yeah. Joey then walks in on Monica, sees Monica naked, and as he leaves, she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, sorry, wrong boobies. <laughs> but his face is like, I saw her boobs. Like, he's, <laughs> he's so Joey about it. He's so happy he saw Monica's boobs. Um, it just makes me laugh, the difference between the two of them. Um, and obviously we heard... Veronica goes straight in and try and counter counter the peep. Uh, pulls open the curtain and it's Joey's dad. Yeah. Um, and when I watched that, it made myself chuckle to myself because I was like, so she showed Joey Junior's Joey Junior, and now she's seen Joey Senior's Joey Junior. I just kept giggling about Joey Juniors. I, I like the way he didn't catch the hello dear. Yeah. Like, as, as if like natural occurrence. Yes, I'm ready. Of, of all the people that should be freaked out the most, surely it should be him. Like yep. if your son's mate pulls a shower your curtain son's open, attractive twenty year old friend. Because he's not even like he's not like you know licentious about it, is he? He's just like hello, dear, as if you know, as if she's walked in and he's baking a loaf. At, at the same time, I guess you know you look at like say nudist camps and people are like oh it's all the hot people that's no that it's all the older people that are, that are nudist camps or whatever. And I guess as you get older, you care less about being nude or being seen nude. So for him, it's just like I don't care. Loads of people see me naked. It doesn't doesn't matter to me. Whereas for like Joey and Monica and Chandler and Rachel, it's you know a bit more personal, I guess. I guess, and I suppose they're all of the the same age, so it mm. seems like a. I guess at the back of their brains, all of the friends think, "Oh, there's some kind of potential sexual activity going on here." Whereas obviously, Joey Senior is not going to be looking at his mates' friends that way. Or, or, or Big Joey. It <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> takes on a whole different meaning, doesn't it? You got some DVD extras? That I don't know about it. <laughs> yeah. We've got but Little Joey and Big Joey. Little Joey, Big Joey, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good episode, really. I, I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a funny episode. It's a very fast episode as well. Yeah. Um, not that any episode of Friends tends to drag; they're all paced quite well. But this one's kind of like non-stop. There's a joke every good 25, 30 seconds. Yep. It's just all the way through. It's great. We we get a deeper look at each character thanks to Roger, and yeah, he brings some truths home, which is hurtful for everyone, I guess. Uh. But, you know, the the rest of it is, is really fun. I mean, they don't really come back up again either. Like, it's all mentioned. Yeah. And they're all devastated by, by Roger. And then next time we see them, no one mentions any of it. No. I mean, obviously, we don't know how much time has passed between the two occurrences. But I, I feel like Ross does mention it a little, a few times. But mm. but he at this point, he's, he's joking about his uh, ex-lesbian wife. Mm. Like, he, he's, I wouldn't say he's come to terms with it, but he, he's making jokes about it himself now. Rather than just Joey or Chandler doing the jokes. Yeah, I mean, I suppose he Ross gets there pretty quickly. To be fair, I mean, I did. Um, 
you know, <laughs> you know, you essentially have to laugh at it at some point. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, you just think for the way it affects them, they've mentioned it more or would have a longer well, impact. Well, I, I, I don't know. Monica does have the, the cookies thing again, like multiple times. I suppose if, you know, if someone points it out, you get upset, but then if it's not something you really want to examine, you'd stop thinking about it. I, I think that's the thing. I think they don't examine their issues, do they? No. I mean, I'm not right, so I probably would, but yeah, I, I guess <laughs> yeah. It, I just feel like, what does that for? I think about this. Um, but but, yeah, but guess, then that goes back to Roger being like, you know, they they are a bit self-indulgent in themselves, aren't they? Yeah. I just hate Roger so yeah, much. Yeah, I, 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 think he, I think he has a point. He just makes the point badly. You just, well, you just don't make it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Maybe have that conversation with Phoebe about her friends when they're not around. You'd be like, oh, what do you think of the friends? Yeah. Well, I think this and this and this. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd probably be like, that's rude. Like, uh, actually, I'm, I'm not going to ask girls what they think of you lot because I might have to break up with her afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd ever be like, so, sorry, guys, my new girlfriend doesn't like you, so I cannot be friends with you anymore. I mean, I, we could always ask the, the most recently entangled member of our group what his girlfriend thinks of us. Yeah, she's not met us long enough to, to have an opinion. No, I guess not. I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> like, okay. what does she think of us? Well, that's that's, that's for uh, off the air, I guess. That is, yeah, interesting. So, <laughs> what do you think of us? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, that's a great segue. Yeah. Yes, uh, you can let us know what you think of us, and we actually really do want to know. Uh, not because we're self indulgent, because we want to know if we're actually doing something you actually like here, yeah, or, if, or if this is terrible and you just keep on listening for some reason or it just auto downloads or whatever if we if roger was here right now he'd be telling us that we're a bit needy and desperate for attention (laughs) (laughs) i don't well for me it's not attention it's just like can we do a better job of this basically so you can uh you can write to us on the website watchingfriends.com there's a little contact form there you know tell us what you liked about this episode tell us what you like about us or don't like about us uh, it all helps for us to make a better show. You can find us on uh, Watch Friends Pod on Twitter and Facebook, where you can also let us know and read some funny memes and just facts and things that Ryan is going to be posting. And uh, you can also leave us a review on iTunes, which is great because that helps us to be found by other people and also let us know what you think of us. Because there's nothing better than, you know, recommending a good podcast to a friend and then be like, that's really good. And you're like, yes, I know. I'm smug. I found it first. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you, you want to be the person, right? So, you know, go and tell your friends. Go and join the friends Facebook groups if you're not already on them. If you're already on them, tell everyone to listen to this podcast. Yes. Shill for us. Yes. Shill for us, yes. please. <laughs> uh, I, guess, I guess you can also find me at fuzzballs.co where I draw cute animals and stuff and you can buy merch and you can fund me that allows me to do this podcast i guess that's fair and you can find me on game hope dakota uk uh doing all kinds of nerdy reviews some uh, cool games workshop review content it's just gone live um if i'm not annoying people on facebook pages then <laughs> uh, <laughs> again something else for off the air they can know that i annoy people on a facebook page about batman i mean it's not my fault that people don't understand the character as long as you're not annoying them about friends no I've only had positive things to say about friends. Unless it's Roger. <laughs> <laughs> if you suddenly see a I hate Roger Facebook group, you know that I've created it. So I guess that's the end of the episode. That is. Cheerio, uh, guys. We'll see you again soon. You can yeah, you can join us next week every Friday. So find us on all those podcasts app things. Goodbye. <laughs>